Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends. Welcome back to Hachzik, our daily limit of Messias Hashem. We're up to date number 115 in our limit as we continue and we'll finish Messias Hashem chapter 20, the chapter discussing how the, we should be weighing and calculating and cheshbening our Hasidus to make sure that Chas we're not doing anything that even though it seems in the moment in the, in, in the, on its face as a positive action of Hasidus, of going above and beyond for Hashem, sometimes it can actually result in very destructive consequences, as we've been seeing. So here at the end of the chapter, the Ramchal is going to sum up this whole Indian of weighing Hasidus, of, of the Hasidus Cheshbonos, as we've been calling it. And, um, and, I'll, and I'll end with, uh, with a quote and, a, and a, another final kind of proof illustrating this point very strongly from Gemara Brachas. We've thus learned from all these examples, someone that wants to truly conduct himself as a real chassid, he needs to weigh all of his actions according to the outgrowths, the consequences, the results that are that, would, that will come out of them. And according to the circumstances that come along with whatever actions he will be doing. Um, results, circumstances around them. Meaning, what, what are the different parameters that are being measured here? They have to calculate and consider. Which is the time. The environment, like his chaverim, the social environment. According to the thing itself, the subject, meaning the actual action. And according to the place where he, he plans on doing this action. And if the prisha, if the avoiding this action, will bring ultimately more than the action itself, then certainly he should avoid doing the, the action. I mean, you should not do it. Alternatively, another way of saying this, if a certain action seems to be tov, seems to be good on its face, but when thinking about its consequences or circumstances, it comes out to be bad. Or the opposite, another action seems to be bad, but when you actually peel away the layers and look at the big picture and the end result, it ends up being a tov, a virtuous thing, by doing it, because the consequences are great. How do you calculate it? You look at what the result is. What's, what's the ultimate outcome? What are the consequences? Because... This is the true fruit. It's a real significance of this of actions that we do. What's the ultimate outcome? So that's what we look at. If the ultimate outcome is good, then do it. If the ultimate outcome is bad, then don't. Doesn't matter what the on the surface initially the action looks like necessarily. Um, at least specifically when, when in reference to doing things that are chasidus above and beyond. Vein so supplying them in, in real life. So practically speaking. It, this, these inyanim are only entrusted to someone that has a real insightful heart and, and, and a clear intellect to be able to think these things through clearly and weigh all the different possibilities. And even the, the ability to think ahead and think, oh, if they do this, then that may result in this. And then they're going to react in this way, which will cause this. You have to, be, you have, to have a, a insightful heart and a, and a sound mind. It's impossible to, to really detail at all the details here and nuances. It's it's in the stuff, it's infinite. And he says it's filah here. When it sincerely applies his his lave and his his head to this to, to properly weighing his actions as a chassid, 
the quote from, from Mishle, he says, yeah, Hashem will grant wisdom from his mouth, knowledge and understanding. And, and in conclusion here, the Ramchal is going to share a, um, a remarkable illustration that shows the need to consider our actions before adopting Hasidus. We see clearly from this Maisa Rabbi Tarifon and Gemara Brachos. Shehechmir lahatos kevei shamai. He was machmir when it comes to Kriyshma Lamita to lie on his side. When saying Kriyshma Lamita, like Beishamai Paskins, while Beishola says, you can, you can say it however you want. And what happened was, he stopped on the side of the road while he was traveling in order to lay down and go on his side, in which, which opened him up to the dangers of the road, to, to thieves, to bandits, to animals, whatever it is. Vamrilo, so the people that were traveling with him said, If the bandits had come and attacked you, it would have been fitting for you to, to be hurt because you're going against the words of Beis Hillel, i.e. Beis Hillel, who we Paskin like. And they, like I said, they, they say that you can see Shema in any position. And that is the, the Psaq, Even though this was a Chumrah, Rabbi Tarfon, and in general, Bechlal, I believe, Bechlal, Paskin like Beis Hillel, is typically the, the Mekel in most scenarios. And yet, Rabbi Tavim wanted to be machmer, which seems like a very positive thing. It's Derek Hasidus. He wants to go above and beyond to be machmer and only be on his side, like Beishamai says. Certainly according to Beishelel, he's Yotzei, but he's also according to Beishamai, he's Yotzei. That's above and beyond, right? But the reason for this is that the whole Indian of the Beishamai Beishel Machlokas was a big burden on Kali Shalom. Machlokas like a dola shirov samedeim. Because it was a great controversy, a big Machlokas, a big tumult between them. Yet. I mean, why is it, why is it so important? Why, why are they ripping, why are they saying this about Rabbi Tarfon? Like, oh, it's terrible that you're not like Beishel. Because the Machlokas Beishel Machlokas was, was a, a major part of like the identity of Kali Shalom. It was, it was a heavy thing. These two big Batei Midrashim. Chashiv Batei Midrashim with, with, with Shammai on, on top of one and Hill on top of the other. It was, imagine, imagine two big, I mean, the Havdil, the thing about like Baal Shem and Gra. Like, these are big houses that are, that are holy. And, and we paskind. We said, so so we said Therefore, the continued survival of the Torah necessitates that we continue to paskin and hold like Basil in full force. Don't weaken this Pesach in any way. The Torah shouldn't become two Torahs, i.e., let's say, we didn't make a very clear line and say, okay, we pass in like Beis Hillel, so it would forever be this. Oh, is it Beis Hillel, Beis Shammai? So it's going to be like two camps in Kalani, so we don't want that. That's the Mishnah Azos. So therefore, according to the Das of this Mishnah over there, Yoser Chasidus Hu Lahachzik Kibes Hillel Afilo Lekula. It's a greater expression of Chasidus to be Mekel like Beis Hillel why? Again, because we want to maintain the, the purity and the oneness of the Torah and not cause even more machlokas and say, oh yeah, I'm, oh, I'm in Camp game Shammai. No, I'm in Camp Hillel. We want to avoid that. As a result, it's better to be Mekel in order to enforce and maintain Beis Hillel as the psak, as the accepted decision according to Jewish law. This lesson of this Mishnah should serve as a, as a guide to us to see on what path the orb emes of Muna Yishkon orb emes of Muna, what path the light dwells truly and faithfully. To do what's just and straight in the eyes of Hashem. So we see it's not a simple calculation. Even even a, a time like a retirement, even he 
got Musr from the other Chavraya, from the other Rabbanim at that time, for being Machmir Lefidei Shammai. Because as a result of his going up and down, being a Chassid and being Machmir Lefidei Shammai, he opened himself up to a Sarkana, which is something that people should not be doing. So, as we always do, we will wrap up today's lesson with the summary of the chapter that we just finished, chapter 20. The most challenging task in the practice of Hasidus is assessing whether a specific action that goes beyond the law's requirements is truly virtuous. Since Hasidus is defined as doing that which brings the most satisfaction to Hashem, every action must be assessed against this objective. As such, actions cannot be judged based on their superficial appearance alone, but must be thoroughly examined from all angles. In order to succeed in this assessment, one must meet three requirements. Number one, he must be sincerely concerned with bringing satisfaction to Hashem. Hashem alone, only Hashem. Number two, he must scrutinize all of his actions in light of this goal of bringing satisfaction to Hashem. So, how am I living my life? Will this bring more satisfaction to Hashem or not? In big picture, long term, thinking not just narrow-minded and short term, but long term also. And finally, number three, he must recognize that ultimate success cannot be realized without divine assistance to that Hashem's help. He must have bitachon in Hashem in order to have, have any chance of success in any of these miyanim in Chazidus. If he places his trust in Hashem, then Hashem will surely assist him in attaining this lofty level, provided that he exerts himself to the best of his, best of his ability. So Levi, my sweetest friends, Moshe Mizoka, to reach real, real Chazidus, and we're going to go right there in our next lesson, in chapter 21, where the Ramchal will begin to tell us chasidus, in order to acquire Chazidus. Okay, so we discussed what Chazidus is. Now we discussed what the what, what to consider when deciding when or when not to do an action as a chassid, and then we're going to get even more practical the next lesson in order to how we acquire this meat of chassidus as the Mchal does for each of his meetus on this ladder that we are working so hard to climb up. Halavai, we should to go up and, and, and solidify our footing on, the, on this on this rung of chassidus and and always always consider our actions and make sure that everything we do is purely, purely bringing Kvot Shemayim and not Chashosh on the opposite. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.